Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. In my opening statement, I talked about the uh, the fact that the economy, uh, inflation is killing ordinary, everyday Americans who now that the uh, fall and winter are uh, imminent have to deal with exploding uh, heating prices. What I didn't mention is the fact that crime is not only exploding, it is out of control. And we hear about statistics every day. What we don't hear too much about are are the people who are affected by this crime. You know, I spent three decades in law enforcement as a prosecutor, as a judge, and as a DA. And I dealt with the victims of crime who see their lives shattered before them like a thunderbolt where out out of the sky their lives are immediately changed. Joining us today is the mother of a murdered Army veteran and the chairwoman of the Victims' Rights Reform Council. She is a woman who not only has suffered under the, uh, uh, the, the, the increasing crime in the United States, but has suffered as a result of the leftist policies the progressive agenda of social justice. I'd like you to join me in welcoming Madeline Brame to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Why don't you tell us, as the mother of a slain Army vet, what happened and why you are now the head of an organization fighting for crime victims? Thank you, Judge Janine. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, uh, my son, Sergeant Hassan Korea, was murdered in 2018 in Harlem, New York. He was uh, kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed by four people he did not know, nor had he done any harm. Hassan was stabbed nine times. Um, He died from a fatal stab wound to his heart at the scene. Hassan's father was also kicked, punched, stomped, and stabbed 12 times by these same four individuals when he tried to come to Hassan's aid. Um, Hassan's father survived with life-altering injuries. Mm. Um, Hassan um, is currently buried out in Calverton National Cemetery. He is a Afghanistan war retired veteran. Uh, He received and returned enemy fire on the Taliban. he uh, was a hero. He protected Americans, Clearly. is what he did. Clearly. Yes. And uh, this uh, case is still ongoing. It was in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Uh, Cyrus Vance was the original district attorney, and uh, they prepared a strong trial-ready murder case and gang assault case against all four of these people. Uh, three of them are siblings, two brothers and a sister, 
and their friend. Um, they're all between the ages of 37 and 40 years old. So all right, are, Madeline are, Brain. Madeline, uh-huh. I'm going to stop you for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. You described what is every mother, every parent's nightmare, a son who, who literally put his life on the line for Americans in Afghanistan. He comes yeah. home. He is, as you say, kicked, punched, stabbed, and stomped to death, stabbed ultimately yeah. in the heart by four individuals. They, he did not know these people? No, he did not. And no, they, did not. so it, was this an unprovoked attack? Well, what happened was there was an um, a altercation uh, earlier in the evening, um, and the person who got beat up went back and got these four people. Okay. And these people, these people came to confront Hassan and his father, and uh, Hassan actually was trying to defuse the argument between mm-hmm. his father and the gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, James Saunders, who's the actual stabber, and uh, the altercation began. Okay, let the me ask you this, Madeline. Did, huh? they, did the individuals who obviously uh, unjustifiably murdered your son in cold blood, uh, mm-hmm. Did they have prior records that you know of? Yes. The, uh, the three men, the three men, uh, James Saunders, the actual stabber, you know, um, they have depicted him as a homicidal maniac. All right. So um, he has a long history of using his knife. Uh, the other brother, Christopher Saunders, also has a lengthy history and Travis Stewart as well. All, All right. So the, so the case and, and my heart goes out to you, Ma- Madeline Abraham. I, I don't mean to move so quickly. But I want to get to the point of all this. I mean, my God, you have been through hell. Now what we've got, we've got four people who kicked and stabbed and punched and and, uh, uh, stomped on your son who was dead. They killed him and your husband who has uh, life-altering injuries. Now the case is in uh, Alvin Bragg's Manhattan office right now. What is happening? Okay. Um, Currently, two of the defendants, Mary Saunders and Travis Stewart, had the murder and gang assault charges completely dismissed. The case was handed. Yes, the case was handed over to Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, his new administration. Um, The prior ADAs uh, uh, not resigned. Uh, They took early retirement. So they handed the case over to the new administration. The and new administration com- of Alvin Bragg, who is a oh, progressive leftist. He's yes. a Soros-supporting kind of DA. Restorative justice. Yes. Okay? And he completely dismissed the murder and gang assault charges. So, uh, charged Travis Stewart with attempted gang assault, and he was sentenced to seven years because of his prior convictions. Now, we are scheduled on calendar again for October 21st for the two brothers. That's at 9 a.m. at part 32, um, 100 Center Street. All right. And once again, the case is marked for trial. Okay. okay. So, but, so yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Mary Brain, the mother of a, of a homicide uh, veteran, a victim, uh, a veteran of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Assault with a shoe. Am I to assume, Madeline, that she was stomping him with her foot? Yes. And they call that assault with a shoe? Assault with a shoe. It's caught on video. God. My God. How can assaulting someone by stomping them be assault with a shoe? That is attempted murder. 
Yes, it is. You know, but they, uh, the, this new administration, the new ADAs claimed that they could not prove her intent. Even really? Even though it's on video. Even though it's on video. And for four years, the case was marked for trial. You know, prior judges, three prior judges all saw the video and I'm all so said sorry. that it was heinous, that it was heinous. And she had, you know, significant exposure. All right. And then yeah. all of a sudden. You know, um, they, they kept moving the case around, you know, to different judges. And then ultimately here comes Alvin Bragg, hap, you know, hopping his happy behind up in the, in, the, in the Manhattan District Attorney's office. And here we go. No longer can prove it. Wow. No longer can prove it. All right. So yep. have you tried to speak with Alvin Bragg, the DA from Manhattan? Oh, my God. So many times. I never got a response from them. I never got a response. How dis- that is disgusting. You know what? Completely Here's the ignore. thing, Madeline. Um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the governor has the right to remove a prosecutor that he or she doesn't feel is doing their job. That's and right. obviously, Kathy Hochul, the governor, is good yeah. with Alvin Bragg. And mm-hmm. if it weren't, you know that bodega uh, homicide if yeah. that were not on video and if the people didn't get involved, that guy would be in prison for the rest of his life. This guy, Bragg, is not a real prosecutor. He's a make-believe prosecutor. They should be calling themselves defense attorneys. Yes. What, do you, what, what do you envision happening here? Well, what I envision, hopefully and prayerfully, that Lee Zeldin uh, wins the governorship. All right, that he wins this election and he goes in there and he does everything that he's promised the voters that he's going to do. All right, he's going to remove that district attorney and put somebody in the place who will actually prosecute crime. You know, well, because this is happening to me, but it's happening to hundreds and thousands of others. Well, there's okay. no question, Madeline, it yeah. is happening to many people. And yeah. I've known Lee Zeldin for many years as a congressman. He is a man of his word. And I yes, must tell is. you that the, the organization that you're with, tell us about that organization. Okay. Uh, Victims' Rights Reform Council was founded by um, Michelle Eskenazi, and she appointed me chairwoman of the board. And uh, what we do is we advocate and we lobby for stronger policies um, to protect the rights for victims of crime, not just gun violence. We're focused too much on gun violence. Mm -hmm. My son was stabbed to death, not shot to death. And because of that, I have been ostracized and shunned by all of these anti-gun violence organizations that that our taxpayer dollars are paying for. Ostracized and shunned because my son was stabbed to death and not shot to death. My narrative does not fit their agenda. Wow. That yes. is amazing, Mary Brim. That really is uh-huh. that is amazing, yeah. Madeline. I'm yeah. sorry, Brim. Yeah, that's okay. Uh-huh. Um, and so, as part of this organization, you lobby. Do you also campaign on behalf of of, of, of candidates who will support law enforcement? Well, being that we are five hundred one c three, I am uh, not in a position to either endorse or oppose any right. candidate, but right. I do support candidates that align with my mission and yes we absolutely do back the blue we do back the blue and we believe in in law enforcement and we need our police 
especially well, in our black and brown communities. We well, need them. There's no question about it. And, you know, what you have, how you have watched the criminal justice system, obviously, as I have. You you watched your son, uh, the, the victim of this horrible uh, 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 assault and murder, as well as your, your husband, his father, uh, mm-hmm. go through an incredibly painful event. But the criminal justice system has changed. Have, mm-hmm. How has it changed, and can we get it back? Well, it has changed in the sense that it's not prosecuting crime. It's not holding criminals accountable, right? How, especially young people, right? How in the world are they supposed to learn if they are not held accountable for their actions, right? If you're telling, if, if you're sending out a message that you can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, to whomever, and there's no accountability, Right. So this is this is how it's changed in a sense where it's actually hurting, hurting the people that is disguised to help more than helping them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is that is totally, uh, totally crazy. I mean, the system is totally different than what it was. There was an article uh, today in The New York Post that talks about the fact that even unsafe transit is an existential threat to New York City. But mm-hmm. the lefties refuse to see it as reality. I mean, this mm-hmm. is affecting the quality of life. Your life has been, Madeline Brame, the mother of slain Army vet Hassan Correa. I mean, your life has been changed forever as a result of the the, the homicide of your son and uh, the assault, uh, life life uh, uh, thre- uh, almost life-ending uh, assault on your husband. Um, yeah. But so many people end up uh, being destroyed along with the victims of crime. I want to thank you, Madeline Brame, and I want you to keep on fighting the good fight. And We appreciate your being on the show today. God bless you and good luck to you. Thank you so much.